Welcome to the Positive View Podcast, the podcast where we explore life circumstances, mental roadblocks, and endless opportunity to discover the positive view. I'm your host, Brianna G. And I'm your other host, Christy Murphy. This week, we're discussing how to get your positive mojo back. (laughs) Yes, but before we get into that, at the end of each episode, we set a mission for ourselves. And this week's mission was to look back and ask yourself, do I quit too early or do I stick around too long? And what should I look out for next time? Christy, how did that go for you? This was the perfect mission at the perfect time. And I will tell you, I often quit early. That's a that's a knee-jerk reaction, rage quit, uh, overwhelm quit, fall to pieces quit. Also, sometimes stick around too long. So I do both. I got it all around. So um, this week I had two things that I was supposed to either that I was supposed to keep going on and I chose to quit one and I decided to keep going on the other. What I realized is a lot of times I give people more chances uh, because I feel bad for them, like like mostly in the realm of ex-boyfriends. But in this particular time, it was actually, um, was a doctor, a therapist. And I realized I just, our communication styles just didn't gel and Honestly, I could even look at my blood sugar monitor and see like the stress of talking to her was like jacking my blood sugar up like 15 mm-hmm. points when I hadn't even eaten anything. And I and I decided and I talked it over with you and my sister and you both could absolutely tell what I wasn't willing to admit was I didn't like her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and I was just trying to be open-minded about it, but that's never gotten me anywhere. So I actually canceled my appointment and asked to be placed with another therapist and they could go ahead and put me on a waiting list or whatnot. And it was great because I don't mind waiting. The other thing was I am trying some new medication and my doctor, who I really like, my doctor told me there would be side effects and to, unless they were terribly alarming or whatnot, to just go ahead and stick with it. Mm -hmm. On day five of the medication, I was ready to quit. And what I realized is I give everyone else more chances than they deserve, but I quit on me a little too quickly. So I decided to stick with it. And that was the day that I felt a genuine effect of that medication. And mm. although I still think the dosage is a little high and we're going to meet in you know five or six days to just talk it over, I do feel like there could be some uh, definite benefit from taking this particular medication. And mm-hmm. uh, so I was glad I stuck with it. Awesome. I love that. And it's, uh, as, as I think some, a fair amount of things, we have very similar experiences, uh, or we tend to have similar experiences. And I think what I came up with in looking at this was similar in that I feel like I uh, quit too early, or maybe even don't even start uh, when it's something for me. And then I for sure stay too long uh, when it's something for someone else, generally out of a sense of responsibility. Like I said, I was going to do it, so I'm going to do it. Uh, and and I think what I'm recognizing now, especially is, you know, we hear so much now about burnout and work-life balance and just that it is okay to do you know, to make choices for yourself. Uh, I think that I'm starting to learn that in order to do things for others and to, you know, meet my commitments, I actually do have to do some things that I would like to do. Um, And so, yeah, I think it was a great opportunity, especially since I just, uh, just recently Uh, had a job transition, it's a really good time to be looking at this and identifying opportunities where I can see where I can make some changes so that I'm still working hard and uh, fulfilling my commitments, but also doing it in a way that leaves me with a little bit of energy and space uh, for myself so that I can do some of the things that I want to do and that I feel like are recharging or um, replenishing, I think is the right word, that are replenishing that allows me to keep, you know, doing what I do from a professional perspective. 
Yes, I totally agree with you. And it's interesting that you would mention doing things that have energy and create space and avoiding burnout, because it kind of ties. I'm trying desperately to make a transition here to <laughs> this week's episode, which I actually do think kind of relates. It's We're talking about how to get your positive mojo back, right? So maybe you've been burnt out, maybe something happened and you want to get your positive mojo back. So when I say that, positive mojo back, what does that mean to you, Brianna? Ooh, and I know I picked the topic. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, no, I think it was, honestly, I'm just excited to do this just because the title alone gives me a little, <laughs> like a positivity boost. Uh, I just, uh, yeah, it makes me chuckle. But when we're looking at getting our positive mojo back, for me, I think now it means that I've dipped into a space that I'm either feeling very apathetic, so it feels like nothing touches me, or I'm not really, I'm very, very eh <laughs> about everything. Or uh, I think when it's, when I haven't been able to get my positive mojo back when I'm in that space, and it starts to dip a little further that I'm in just like legitimate, like a negative mindset. And so what that tends to look like is, you know, complaining, uh, maybe a little bit of gossip, um, snarkiness starts to come out. And so those are kind of the things that are triggers to say, "Uh oh, something is happening and I need to get my, I need to come back to positivity and, and get that positive. I mean, I, now I'm going to call it positive mojo. I need to get my positive mojo back. And so then it's a, it's an assessment of, okay, well, where, where did I misstep or where, where did I lose kind of the path, I guess? Uh, and then it's, I mean, honestly, it is sort of a, I would call it almost like a checklist of, a, all right, well, here I am. What things do I need to do? What are my, what are my usual go-tos in the toolbox? And uh, what am I going to start with to start back on, you know, that positive or more positive view or that more positive path. Absolutely. I agree. I've always found one of the fun things about doing this podcast is it's not that I think we're discussing anything revolutionary. I think inherently people have an idea of what it is they need to do to get on track to do things. The problem for me has been that in the moment where I'm off track, I don't have the energy to remember what puts me back. I don't I don't have it in that moment. It's hard for me to remember in the moment what it is I need to do. So by constantly thinking about it in different ways and different angles, it makes it more likely that I'm going to remember or I'm going to give myself, uh, like have things in my environment that will remind me that I even wanted to be positive. Because I forget all the time. You know, you don't go around <laughs> making a positivity podcast if it's just your natural state of being, if you're me. Okay. Mm -hmm. I need this podcast, not because I'm an incredibly positive person. It's because I'm not, Brianna. I'm an incredibly critical and judgmental person who has a tendency, <laughs> who has tendencies to think, you know, now Christmas is ruined. Do you mm -hmm. know what I mean? And so the hope behind thinking about and discussing how to get your positive mojo back is if life circumstances have derailed you or you're just um, like right now it's really warm. And I'm like, when it's really hot out, cause we don't have central air cause we're in California and they don't believe in that over here. I don't know how that happens in Florida. They never built houses without central air post 1975 or something long story, <laughs> even longer when I'm standing, when I'm, when I'm like waiting around and what I call like a, like a depressive failure sweat, right? Not remembering that I wanted to do anything anymore because I just feel so tired and demoralized or something happens where you made all these plans and it all goes wrong or you get sick or something really goes wrong or, you know, you're, you're grieving something. In that moment, there isn't the energy to think, how do I get my mojo back? But if you've thought about it in advance, you can remember these are the things that you can do. The first thing for me is to, um, well, coffee, but besides coffee, <laughs> Let's be real. Coffee, food, something like that. Uh, sleep, sunlight, water, eat a vegetable. Like these are, these are, because my brain wants to just drink coffee, stay up late, uh, doom scrolling the internet, um, avoid the sun at all costs. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, just, um, just think about uh, why, 
I can't make this stop. Like, it's like not, I don't have it in me. I don't even know what I'm thinking about. Sometimes I get obsessed about like just uh, watching back-to-back episodes of Law & Order or something like that and then realizing, <laughs> oh, we've lost a day. Mm-hmm. We're in it. You know, so the hope behind this episode is if you're having that kind of day or you want to remember, we're going to give you some tips on how to get your mojo back, even if you don't feel like doing it or even remembering that you even want it back, which sometimes mm-hmm. I don't even know. why. <laughs> like, why did I start this? <laughs> I'm not even a positive person. Those people are stupid. <laughs> I think um, I do think it's great that you mentioned, you know, the, you know, part of the reason that we're doing this is because the positivity, maybe not even maybe the positivity doesn't come naturally, or at least not to me, doesn't I didn't, always I didn't come naturally. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think, um, I think that I will say that I now, after having done this work for so long, I am a positive person. And I think that baseline, when I dip below it after a while, it starts to feel like too bad being in that space. And so then it's like, Um, but I think I loved your ideas, you know, sun, eat a vegetable, coffee, coffee, of course, is one of my main go-tos and even um I'll say since I've started uh drinking trying to drink more decaf so did I trying to cut that caffeine down <laughs> I need to get my positive mojo back I go for full caffeine I'm hitting the americano maybe there's an extra shot I don't know but uh it is one of the things that I definitely go to because in the moment I mean, certainly it does. I know how stimulants work and it does have a physiological effect. But for me, coffee equals comfort. And a lot of times when I'm in that space of being a little more negative, it's because something is going on that I feel that I just need some comfort for. And coffee, (laughs) thank goodness for it, uh, is one of those things. One of the other things I wrote down because I've had a couple of situations this year um, with the old vitamin D. Uh, so I wrote down one of the things you can maybe do to get your positive mojo back is get your labs checked and see what's going on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, these darn Midwestern climates. Goodness gracious. But anyway, um, but truly, if they're sometimes I think, you know, and we've talked about it before, we're not talking about like ignore things that are happening to you. We're not saying if there are true, if there's true grief, anxiety, depression, you know, then I do think, um, you know, we're, I'm joking a little bit to say, get your positive mojo back. But if there are actual physical or mental health um, things going on, then it, you know, what I would say is to how I, you know, fix that is I go see a doctor to figure out if there's actually, you know, if something physical is going on. And a couple times this year, it has been, and it's been associated with vitamin D. Who knew? Um, I mean, plenty of people do. Plenty of people definitely know. I just, for whatever reason, have just not learned that lesson. Um, I'm learning it. I swear it's getting better every time. Uh, so yeah, if if there is something for me, especially if I feel like um, I've done all of, I've done a fair amount of my, used a, a fair amount of the tools in my toolkit and things still just aren't quite right. And there's just like the particular feeling I have a tendency to get, uh, then it's like, it's time to go to the doctor and figure out, is there something else happening? Absolutely. I completely agree. I will say one of the hard things for me about asking for help specifically from doctors is I think there are some of us in the world who've had negative experiences with doctors who just don't listen. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the things that I've learned as I've gotten older is that I'm empowered to ask for a second opinion. Mm. I think for a long time, I'm so used to saying, nah, I'm probably fine. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, That I just ignore symptoms that are obvious symptoms of something. And if you don't get the response that you're looking for, I mean, you don't have to predetermine what you have, but if you don't feel heard or your gut is telling you, 
hey, you know, I don't really think they were even listening to me. You get to switch doctors. And it took me a Mm -hmm. long time to realize that. And, And especially if you're in, if you don't have your mojo right then and there, it's hard to go through, especially if you're in the United States, the bureaucracy required to make appointments. So I fully understand that it can be difficult. And what I do is I just tell myself, I'm going to throw one phone call into the void and then I'll try another one tomorrow. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And sometimes I get lucky on that call, but other times it'll start a process that, you know, I could go three months and, you know, find out later, oh, wow, you were, you know, you were anemic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. If I could have thrown a phone call into the void or two, you know what I mean? I'd get a call back. I'd get something. I would, you know, it, it might have worked. So, yeah, but definitely asking for help and checking with the medical professional, point one. Because honestly, a lot of times I felt bad, but it was actually in my body. But I was just so trained to think it was all in my head. Mm-hmm. I don't know mm-hmm. if that's being a woman or it's growing up in the time we did or what that is, but it happened a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. And I, you know, I don't, I definitely don't want to belabor the point, but I do think that that's really important is that uh, listening to your body and listening to how you feel. And as you said, if you're not feeling heard, uh, I mean, not feeling that you're getting what you need, then absolutely the, there is the opportunity then, or, or finding the opportunity to, to try someone else, uh, try something else. Um, I would also say if there, um, one thing too might be, uh, especially if you're in a space where you, you can't quite hear, um, is, seeing and you're comfortable doing it, I guess, is asking someone to go with you to the doctor. Uh, I have um, had that experience where I just, one, wanted some support going into the doctor, but um, just having someone else there. And I've, you know, I've gone with my mom, I've gone with my grandparents to the doctor a couple of times, just having someone there who says, yeah, that's what I heard. They said, you know, that person, that's what I heard they said, or no, I think maybe that's not quite right. But anyway, to have kind of like a spotter, really, someone just there for the support can be helpful, especially if you're, you know, um, you talked about uh, anemia or having some sort of um, situation that is affecting how you think, how you process information, then potentially having someone go with you could be very, very beneficial. Um, And so, yeah, I just uh, wanted to share that. And then, of course, um, if you're really feeling like, you know, you're, you're, it's more than just I'm having a dip in my positivity. And um, there is, of course, always um, looking for uh, assistance from a mental health professional, um, whether that's talk therapy, group therapy, or doing a support group. Um, Those are also opportunities to engage with people and connect in a way that can help work through or talk through or process uh, some of the things that might be going on to help get through, um, you know, whatever... I guess, uh, for lack of a better phrase, whatever dip it feels like you're experiencing. And I certainly have, I mean, I've talked about it here before. Uh, The talk therapy for me has been one of the things that really has helped, um, especially over the years, to not have the dip go quite as low. Um, That has been, it's been incredibly helpful. I would agree. I've recently taken a more active interest in my mental health. I haven't, I've gone in spurts, right? And then sometimes I'm like, my brain's too tired from being improved. We will tire. You know? <laughs> but one of the things that I really love that this generation talks about a lot, the new generation, not mine, is that mental health is health. And I love that phrase because mm-hmm. I hadn't realized to what extent, like I, I have, you know, and it's been constant. Like I, you know, I've been, I have a lot of anxiety and I didn't realize what effect that had on me physically. Like I carry that in my muscles and it's only recently uh, thanks to the help of medication that I actually can tell myself to relax and I can feel my body relax in its own very tense way. (laughs) And we're working on that. I'm working on that. I'm working on it. Um, 
And I will say, you'd be surprised how much you carry that. So mental health is your health. That's why you, you can't go wrong with a vegetable in water. You know, even <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will say my brain goes straight to coffee and not water. But mm-hmm. the more water I drink, the better I feel, especially as I age. Uh, and also, I just really think Gen X people were just chronically dehydrated and we didn't realize what that was all about. New mm-hmm. generation, you got that one going on pretty good. I, I'm impressed by the... Um, millennials and gen z on their hydration game because it's mm-hmm. way better than the um have a coke and a smile and uh you're not allowed <laughs> to pee during school so <laughs> it was just like, that was that was like our life so after you get out of the basics there's some other stuff that you can do uh, one of the fun things is to um to do something that's just a little bit daring a little bit scary i got this off a list uh, uh from a website daring to live fully and i do think doing something just a little bit daring, um, something that you normally wouldn't do. Some pe- For some people, it's to take themselves out to eat on their own or to, you know, I did stand up one time and it, it took, I've also done things like, I'm going to go to a museum alone in the day or just something like that, like something out of the ordinary, something that's totally different than what I normally do. Uh, for me, one of the things that I, I'm vowing to do to dare myself is I don't wear makeup, Brianna. And I don't, What's really funny is for a person who doesn't like makeup, no, no, who's too lazy to apply makeup on the regular, so never <laughs> did, let's be clear. I love those glittery, crazy crystals on your eyes, jewelry, like fantasy makeup looks so much. Mm-hmm. Like I would rather be my own face. I don't mind my face. It's It doesn't take a lot of work, right? I don't mind my regular face. I don't mind some makeup to make me look presentable on a job interview or for a I don't know, a special occasion, like a taping of a TV show or something, you know, but, but uh, I would love to, as like a daring move, um, you know, put those little jewels on my eyes and do like crazy eyeliner or something, you know, so just for you, whatever it is though, going someplace, trying something new, taking a little trip somewhere, going on an adventure, taking yourself out, wearing a wig, or if you're me, maybe wearing a wig and some crazy makeup, um, do something that's just a little bit daring and out of character for you. Uh, and it could just push you out of your zone enough to get a little bit of mojo back and maybe get a little mojo that you didn't have before because you're, you've done something fresh. Mm, I like that a lot. And I think the, especially that uh, change in environment or, or just trying something new, but um, looking at the environment, I think even making a small change. So I'm thinking about uh, myself at work and how often I've like ignored the need to get up and just like walk up and down the hall or just, you know, just to get out of my workspace for a few minutes and then come back kind of to refresh and revive. And how many times I think about how many times I talk myself out of that. And then <laughs> magically, I guess uh, I start to slowly see myself getting crankier and crankier and judgier and judgier. And so now I'm really trying to work on, I, you know, with this transition, I've got a new space that I'm in. I, and I just, am trying so hard to listen to those signals. And even if it's just get up um, and and like kind of shake it out or just kind of, well, you can't see what I'm doing, but like do a full body shake, um, run to the drinking fountain and come right back. Uh, or, or if I really have, you know, some time, I can actually, we have this super long hallway, just take a quick lap. Um, but really trying to like move that energy, because I feel like one of the things that has a tendency to affect how I'm seeing things is just, it's like a stagnation. I'm just stuck. And uh, really working on changing my mindset to say, I can, it's okay. I can take two minutes to like shake this out or, you know, take a quick lap, um, uh, do something to like move and change, look at something different uh, and feel a little bit better. Or um, on the weekend, you know, trying to get outside and again, that sense of change the environment. So I'm not constantly looking at four walls uh, or the same, you know, two places uh, that uh, 
I tend to be in. So I, I appreciate you talking about that, you know, do something different. And for me, it is, you know, trying to remember that changing that environment is or can be very helpful and just like a little bit of a reset. Absolutely. And sometimes a little mini adventure, like a day trip for yourself or driving a different way or getting a new haircut, something that just changes the ordinary pattern can, or, or going back. Here's another thing is going back to do something that you love just because you love doing it. A lot of times I deprive myself of my regular joys because I have all these ambitions and responsibilities that I'm working hard to fulfill. But when I've lost my mojo, I'm not even doing that. So mm -hmm. one of the things I have to remember is that, like, I'll think to myself, why don't you just, you know, watch a show you like, right? Um, and I don't watch a lot of television. I got rid of my television. Of course, now the television has come to my computer, Brianna, so that doesn't work <laughs> as well as it used to. But I got rid of it when I became a full-time writer because I would watch television full-time. They make uh, good shows. And also, I, I don't know, I've always found it very absorbing. So... I have been working hard on a lot of things right now and I'm adjusting to new medication and it's making like the side effects of the medication have made it uh, difficult at times to do some things and not do others. Right. So one of the things I rewarded myself for doing all my responsibilities that I had for the day was I was like, I'm going to watch TV. And so I got free Apple TV with my new Mac mini and I watched that show shrinking with Harrison Ford, because when I was a kid, Harrison Ford was Han Solo and Indiana Jones, and I had a huge crush on him. I even saw his remake of Sabrina and loved it, bought it on VHS, uh, and people <laughs> say that isn't even a good movie. Loved him in it. Um, and yes, he's so much older now. Love the show. Had a great time watching TV last night, and I let myself enjoy it, because the truth of the matter is, if I'm not getting anything done anyway... What does me sitting around being miserable about it get me, mm -hmm. right? So I thought, okay, I'll do these two things, then I'll do something I enjoy. And it doesn't have to be that I started sprouting again. It could be going for roller skating or going for a swim. It could be playing Wordle. It could be a video game that's not Wordle. Um, <laughs> I've never played Wordle because uh, people come up to me and say, oh my God, you would love Wordle. And I'm like, I know that like i <laughs> i have to live life uh -huh. not live wordle do you understand i lost there was a text twist game that chris coleman you know chris coleman showed me on the computer at marksman 15 years ago i have to stop myself from downloading that game now brianna like <laughs> i'm not playing wordle but <laughs> i can watch a tv show that only has 10 episodes because mm -hmm. we know i watched them all brianna at 1.4x but i watched them all because that's how mm -hmm. I am. My point, do something fun that you enjoy, that you're good at and let yourself enjoy it. Mm -hmm. That's great. I love it. And uh, especially, you know, TV, of course, it's of a generation, right? TV yeah. has always been one of those spaces for me as well. And I think one of the things that I really leaned into or have leaned into recently is comedy. And so whether yes. it's watching um you know and and they have so many now you can find stand up everywhere so whether it's watching stand up or watching going back and watching an episode or two you know of my favorite shows that seem to be like the funniest uh a podcast you know a funny podcast that i really enjoy uh if it's it's just something that is going to get me in, you know, kind of like in, in a more upbeat kind of mood, um, get me laughing, uh, get me, I don't know, sort of just in that mindset, I feel like that has been incredibly uh, helpful in helping me to either stave off kind of that dip or, or getting, losing some of my positive mojo uh, or, you know, w one of the steps to trying to get it back, but just finding something that's funny um, and that I don't have to 
honestly, that I don't have to do a lot of work for. I just can sit and listen or sit and, and watch and listen and, and just take it in, just take all the funny and, and take, bring it in. And I think, um, you know, and especially if it's something that I've seen before that I really enjoy, there also is for me that connection to remember that good time when you saw that the first time and how much you enjoyed it or remember the time you were listening with so-and-so and you guys, it was such a wonderful experience. I think all of that helps to uh, bring the positive mojo back to the surface. Yes, absolutely. You know what else does that for me? Music. Music mm -hmm. absolutely brings my mojo back, especially music from like times in my life where I've really like done great or some new songs that just I haven't heard of in a band I want to get into and I'm obsessed with or I'm just finally listening to this. Oh, like, oh, my God, I didn't believe this. This Cardi B song was that dirty. Whoa. You know, because um, <laughs> I was genuinely like, oh, my God, can you say that? And I was like, wow, I didn't know music could shock me until uh, that WAP song. I was just like, oh, I, mm -hmm. the second I heard it, I was like, this is brilliant. Don't listen to it. It's very offensive uh, unless you are like me and you find that amazing. Um, so music, music will do it. And another one that I normally wouldn't say, but I've upped my time on my treadmill and I figured out how to get movement to work for me. Okay. I'm not like everybody's like, we could just walk outside. What do you need a treadmill for? Because I'm lazy and I don't like outside and I don't want anybody looking at me. What I love about my treadmill that I, as a tubby middle-aged woman, can just pull out from under my office bed. Yeah, office bed. You heard that right. Um, I pull that out. I put on my sneakers with my Dr. Scholl's, you know, sneakers. And I listen to music and I can sing at the top of my lungs while I walk, walk, walk on my treadmill and I genuinely feel better. Here's mm -hmm. the deal. I used to be so perfectionistic about movement and exercise. You got to get your heart rate up to this in order to be able to, it doesn't even build it. You don't barely even burn any calories just doing it a little bit like that. You've got to have now, no, whatever you can get in is really going to help you get your mojo back. So just concentrate on the fact that, well, one, even a small, slow walk for five minutes after a meal is going to improve your blood sugar, which is going to help you feel better in general. Um, but any type of movement is just good for your heart, your blood, your brain, your soul. Uh, get moving and don't be, even if you're just like walking around your house, even if you're just dancing in your office, <clears throat> um, <laughs> or just moving around all crazy. And I know you have some really great experiences with that. If, if you want to just, just get up and move. It really genuinely will shake you up. And in the long run, it helps your health. Like every little bit counts. Don't get perfectionistic. I, I made a mistake about that. Like where I had to, you know, do it right. Mm -hmm. You can't do it wrong unless you throw your back out. Watch your back. <laughs> right. Um, old woman. <laughs> I'm 51. Protect Watch your, your back. back. <laughs> Don't lift crazy. Other than that, you're okay. <laughs> oh, I, I mean, of course, move. I think that that's great. And I will add on to that specifically for me. One of the things that I am learning absolutely does it is dancing. I knew uh, you were going to yes, say it. Yep. I am the dance in your office gal. And, and, and I think, um, you know, at first I felt a little weird about it, but whatever, nobody can see me. It's fine. Uh, so I think that just, I think because too, for me, the dance, um, definitely connects to sort of that, you know, that time in my life when I didn't really care, you know, I, I cared less about what people thought and that kid kind of that kid sense comes back and mm -hmm. it's just wonderful. So it combines those two things, movement, music, uh, and for me, you know, the connection to that time in my life when I just would dance whenever, wherever, however, uh, it didn't matter. And so I think that that's really has been fun. And I think one of the things that I started this week um, is uh, I, I've been using, or excuse me, I started with that website that you told me about, Steezy, uh, where you can just, it's like all dance it's classes it's learning routines it's all kinds of dance and I started that this week so it actually combines two things that I love so much dance and a class <laughs> so even though uh, I'm taking a beginner a total beginner level class 
Um, it's fantastic. And it's, it's just exactly what I need. Honestly, it gets me out of my head. I'm focusing on just the movement and learning and, and there's just something very energizing about it. So I'm excited that I have this, uh, you know, this opportunity now to learn, but then in general, obviously, you know, you can dance anywhere. It, it, you don't need something like that. You just, whether you've got music or not, <laughs> if the music's just in your head, hey, I've done that too. Or I just like, I'm kind of on the down low singing to myself and like, maybe I'll be in the elevator shimmying my shoulders a little bit when I'm by myself. <laughs> um, but yeah, movement and particularly dance for me is one of those fun things. I mean, I do it every time, you know, before we record our podcast. That's what gets me kind of up and um, excited and, uh, again, gets that energy, gets everything just kind of moving, which is great and definitely is helpful if I'm feeling either feeling like I'm taking that, uh, my mojo, my positive mojo's taking a dip or um, I'm doing okay and I want it to be even higher. It will definitely take a good mood and make it even better. I will say I've had it the opposite effect when I'm really down and out, you know, and I've told myself, okay, I'm going to go for a walk outside because everybody says you got to walk outside and, and and I'm not allowed to complain because I didn't go out and walk outside. <clears throat> so I begrudgingly, you know, put on some sneakers, comb my, I didn't comb my hair. Are you kidding me? Just stagger outside and uh, get out into the sun a little bit, or maybe even go to a park if it's close by and, you know, fend with LA traffic and I go out there. I'm going to tell you, sometimes being in a park or in nature or just looking at a tree or a squirrel or a pet or something, um, something natural, something, well, actually, maybe some people, they have the same effect in a cafe, like just change of scenery can really change your mojo up and you don't have to be in the mood to do it. Act, Mm -hmm. act like don't, don't wait for your mind to change first. It was one of the greatest things I learned about in in the support group, 12-step group that I was in. They say you can act your way into right thinking. And I love that because it doesn't, it isn't something ethereal then. The catch is just trying to put it together to get your sneakers on or just get outside or just move to the other room at least, drink a glass of water anyway and consider yourself closer to it. Those kind of things can really make a big difference. And then sometimes if you're really not feeling it, but you want to get it back, but you're not there, take a look. Like, it's a good time if you're just laying around anyway, uh, not feeling like you got any mojo to reflect, right? Like, what is it? What What is it that got me here? Was mm-hmm. I was I trying to please other people other than myself? What is it that I really wanted? What 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 is in my gut that I'm not listening to? I remember I had a coach, Clifton Strengths coach, Becca, uh, Becca Syme actually said, she coaches writers said, uh, you know, that thing that you're like the first thing you discard. Okay. Well, there's this, but it can't be that it's that. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I've had, I had, that's when I started to really take an aggressive interest in my health. I'd had some health issues for a long time and I went to doctor after doctor and it just didn't seem to be getting any better. And so I decided I would just, deal with it. And then I would get, you know, I just learned to live with it. I would become more successful Then I could afford better doctors. And then, and the truth is I just had to keep going and keep sticking with it. So I was always thinking, well, it's not that I'm tired all the time. It's not, now whatever it is, the first thing you're discarding that you're not dealing with, it's that. Mm-hmm. So look at that. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, when they, <laughs> this is such, so random, but it's like when you take a multiple, t- uh, multiple, what is it? Multiple choice test. Choice. Oh my gosh. Yeah. When you take multiple choice, you know, whatever you're, if you're not sure, stick with your first answer. Don't keep changing it. It's very much like that. It yes. is. <laughs> because I think that's part of it, right? Is so often we do know what's going, or we have a, a sense of what's going on. And then we start telling ourselves stories about why that can't be. So I think I really appreciate you saying that, like that, that sense of, you know, 
maybe I would even say one way to get your mojo back is trust yourself and trust how you're feeling. And uh, yeah, I think that that's great. And I, um, that's actually where I was going to go next is like, if you're trying to get your positive mojo back is of course, right. Assess what the problem is or how, like how you got to the space or how, you know, I have to figure out how I've gotten there. So I think that is awesome. And I think one other thing that's um, helped me too is once I figure it out, if it is like that there's, you know, maybe something going on that we would normally label as negative, like there's some grief there, some of the things that we've already talked about, I feel like one of the things that's helped me is to not run away from that. So to stay there for enough time to like figure that out, rather than what I used to do, which was oh, this is too much for me. (laughs) Like, I can't handle this. I'm going to just pretend it's not there. And fair enough, I feel like I could come out of that for a little bit, but it always, always, always came back. And usually then I was even, you know, I lost more of my mojo probably because I hadn't just stuck there, figured it out, worked through it, processed it, whatever it needed to be. But um, really allowing myself at the time if I needed to feel not great to be okay with feeling not great and not giving into this, I guess I I had um, sort of believed this story that you have to be happy all the time. And that just isn't realistic. That's not that's not how things work. Um, and so just even coming to that realization that I'm not, it's, it's not going to be all kittens and rainbows all the time. And, and me being sad about something or having grief or, or dealing with loss or any of those things doesn't mean I'm not a positive person. And I guess now that I'm saying it doesn't necessarily even mean that I've lost my mojo, uh, my positive mojo. It just means something's going on because I'm a human in the world and I need to work through it. And so I guess changing how I think about those things has helped me because then I'm not heaping a lot of stories or shame on myself when I'm not feeling great. Absolutely. I really love that. Accepting where you're at. And a lot of times in life, I spent time making myself feel bad for feeling bad. Mm-hmm. And the truth is, sometimes you are sad because something sad happened. There would be something wrong with you if you weren't sad when something sad happened. Now, sometimes you're just too numb. It's too overwhelming. I get it. That 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 can be. But if you if something sad just happened, I remember I did a joke. You know, my dad died, and I did a joke on stage, and I was I was trying to um, work through it right with my comedy. And there was a couple of funny jokes in there. But they, but you could obviously hear the pain in my voice when I was telling it. Mm-hmm. And a friend of mine, no, not really a friend, a comedian I knew, said, uh, you know, the problem is, in a really flippant way, is you're just not okay with it yet. You got to get okay with it. And I was like, yeah, it, it's been five weeks. I'm not okay with it yet. Mm. I don't think that's coming anytime soon. He's like, ah, all right. And I was just like, this is way too casual of a conversation. Uh, you're not a person I want to talk to about this. But, uh, and I think one of my saver lines was, um, oh, come on, my dad died for these jokes, uh, which really <laughs> just made the audience so uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's not entirely oh. accurate, but yeah. Yeah, we, that's where we were then, Brianna. Uh-huh. It, you know, there, there wasn't, you know, But my point is, uh, accepting where you're at isn't necessarily, like, you don't, you're not necessarily not positive just because you're feeling sad or grief or low energy or sick. Like, I think accepting where you are allows you to see, hey, I didn't lose my mojo. I lost my dad. Do you know what I mean? Like... (laughs) There's a huge mm-hmm. difference, and that that level of acceptance and self forgiveness can can go a long way um, to doing that. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. And I, yeah, 
I think that that's important. And I feel like it, it brings us to where we normally say, you know, what we're talking about here to get your positive mojo back is not toxic positivity, like pretending things aren't happening or trying to get people to act as if things aren't happening. That's not it. Um, and I do just want to say, you know, a couple, two other things I think it's important is just to even just, we were, we've were we talked about environment and these different things, but when we're looking at what's really going on and just looking, you know, trying to see what is, you know, what's your stress level and what are your responsibilities and are, you know, I really had to come to see, like, I, I do have a point at which... I've done all I can, like energy wise, I've kind of done all I can do. And, you know, I, I just don't have any more to give. And so it is, again, coming up with these things that can help replenish the energy. But also just I've had to get real with the fact that uh, for me, burnout is a thing. I thought I was, I thought I could, I, I didn't, I don't know what I'm trying to say, except it is a thing. And I can tell when I'm getting, when I'm in it, uh, because the time frame for me to be either to be positive, the time frame that I'm able to be like positive and kind of feel like myself is gets shorter and shorter. And I find myself in these sort of, you know, mojo-less <laughs> periods more often and for longer. Um, and so just figuring out whether burnout, whether it's burnout, is it stress? And if there's anything I can do to sort of change that. And then also to look at, uh, I do sometimes have to look at who I am, like the people that I'm around and what sort of influences maybe other people are having on me. And then having sometimes to remove myself from a situation if I just can't you know, whatever is coming at me from the, you know, from others, if I, if that's not helpful for me, then having to find a way to remove myself from that situation. I love those two. Yes. Yes. Those are the people you hang out with can really make a big difference on how you can get your mojo back or how you lost your mojo in the first place, to be honest. Yeah. Watching mm -hmm. the company you keep can definitively help you. I'd like to just, uh, cause I know we're getting ready to wrap up. I want, there's two things that, that have always helped me. One, you know, I, I have a website, my thank you site, so I'd feel silly if I didn't mention it. Uh, gratitude list can always help mm -hmm. remembering what you're thankful for. Uh, some people call it counting your blessings, just showing a little bit of gratitude. And I found that when I, the, the more, more of my mojo was missing, the more I grasped for things that are smaller. Like, yes, I should be grateful for my family, right? Uh, you know what? Uh, sometimes when I've been wearing the same shirt for three days and I haven't left the house, um, I, the, that isn't going to get me there. Sometimes uh -huh. it really is. I'm grateful Amazon delivered my coffee. Do you know what I mean? Like that. And, and, and honestly, that one feels more real in that moment to me. So all things big and small on the gratitude list. And the other one is embrace your inner hype man. This is a time to pull out, to remind yourself, hey, this is what I've done before. This is what I've overcome before. This, you know, do your highlight hero reel. Don't look at anybody else's. Stop comparing. Look mm. at you and what you've done and who you've been and let yourself feel those achievements because people forget how much they've done. They discount what comes to them easily as something that doesn't matter. And it does every little thing if you can chalk up little wins like i did drink that water today check yes hey and you know what i got a master's degree i mean i didn't i just know people who did <laughs> um or you know i remember that time where i won that thing or i did this thing or i did that thing that was hard like hype yourself up like look at yourself and and, and look at the good stuff mm -hmm. because uh it amazes me how easy it is to overlook the greatness that you've already accomplished and you build on successes. So, mm -hmm. so remember that and remember that you've got that in you and don't do the one where I, I, and I used to fall into this trap and a lot of people, I, I stop them when they do it. Well, yeah, I did that, but I could have done it better. Listen, you could win a gold medal at the Olympics and you could have done it in a hundredth second. Nobody wins anything. If you play the game that way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's you great. You won what you won. Okay. None, none of that other stuff on it. You mm -hmm. did it. And, it, and, and the win could be, I finished. 
you know, if I, if I do a half marathon or whatever, I'm not winning that marathon. The win is that I was in it. Okay. (laughs) So, so give yourself the wins and don't compare to anybody else. Remember the hype yourself up as if you were someone else that you cared about because you are you and you should care about you. I love that. That's a great one. And you're always, you're, you're always bringing the hype man, which is not one of my strong suits. So I always appreciate it. Uh, it's always a very good reminder. Um, and especially, you know, being able to be positive about yourself. That's, that's an excellent start at getting your positive, positive mojo back. I will say one other thing, and I am kind of being, you know, jokey about it, but because it is one of those things that I really struggle with, I'm going to say, take a nap, get some sleep. (laughs) That's a big one. And I'm mostly just talking to myself because I know that, um, the more, like the more my positive mojo is going the way the, for some reason, the more I just am like, I'm never going to bed like this very childish, like I'm going to stay up forever because I need something that I, I don't know. I, we, we joke about, you know, it's a real thing. Revenge procrastination or whatever. Revenge revenge bedtime procrastination where you're just like, no, I'm not doing it. Um, Yeah. So just sleep. I'm going to say, and I'm, again, I say it mostly for myself, but people need to hear it. Get some sleep, take a nap, 20 minutes, you know, whatever. Um, If you can uh, make that work for yourself, that is another wonderful way to, um, you know, even in the day, it might just be a really nice, the reset that you need uh, to to get um, maybe a different perspective on what's happening. Uh, So, and I think that, um, let me just ask, is there anything else before we wrap up, anything else that you wanted to share? No, I think nap time is definitively uh, a good point to remember. Also, (laughs) you know, there's going to be a mission we're going to be mentioning, and it might be the easiest one to do if you're going to do the mission with us. It's true. It's true. It maybe is going to be the one that I do. Uh, so this week's mission is to do one thing that feels meaningful to help you get your positive mojo back. And we would love to hear from you. And now it is easier than ever to connect with us. You can go to positiveviewpodcast.com. That's positive view. V-I-E-W podcast.com and click on the message icon to leave us a voicemail. Yes, and new episodes come out every other Monday. Please take a moment to follow and rate the podcast because it helps more people find us. Also, if you're enjoying the Positive View podcast, share us with your friends. That is our show for today. Thank you so much for listening. I'm your host, Christy Murphy. And I'm your other host, Brianna G. We'll talk soon.